Gaming Podcast, and yeah, it's uh, it's uh, been a while. Uh, I could go on and tell you all manner of reasons why that is, but let's just say that life doesn't always allow us to do the things we'd rather be doing. But I'm not here to make a bunch of excuses because I've been playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart for the PlayStation Five, and I want to talk about it. So let's get to it. So I've been playing the Ratchet and Clank series ever since they came out in 2002. And as a fan, I was very excited to learn that Insomniac Games was working on a brand new entry in the series for the PlayStation 5. And now after finishing the game, I'm super happy to say that in my opinion, Insomniac delivered one of the best Ratchet and Clank games they've ever made so far. Now, if you've followed the series as long as I have, you probably already know what to expect, which could be a good or a bad thing, depending on who you ask. But for those of you who have never played a Ratchet & Clank game, um, here's the basics. So Ratchet & Clank is a sci-fi action-adventure game set in a far-off galaxy where you play as the title's namesakes, Ratchet and sometimes Clank, but you primarily play as Ratchet, who is a cat-like creature called a Lombax. Clank, on the other hand, is a small robot who assists Ratchet, and together they hop from planet to planet in a fictional galaxy on a quest to stop evil. At its core, Ratchet and Clank is a 3D platformer, and just like all games in this category, it finds its roots in the foundational concrete of Mario 64, meaning you control a character in a 3D space, running, jumping, and collecting things as you explore large 3D environments. Now, all of these tried and true mechanics are present in the Ratchet and Clank games, but there's one element that strongly sets the series apart, and that's found in its combat. Back in the day before Ratchet and Clank made its debut, combat in 3D platformers were mostly focused uh, around melee attacks. Most all would have the age-old tactic of jumping on an enemy's head, or they would have kick and punch attacks, and some games armed the hero with swords or staffs, but what Insomniac did with Ratchet and Clank veered away from the tra traditional norm of the 3D platformer. Even though they did arm Ratchet with a large wrench to whack enemies with, the real focus of combat revolved around an arsenal of firearms and bombs. These weren't just simple rocket launchers and laser guns, though. Even though these weapons were present in the game, Insomniac took a very different route and put their focus on creating some of the zaniest weapons you've ever seen. We're talking about guns like the Suck Cannon, which was a weaponized vacuum cleaner, and the Morpho Gun, a device that transforms enemies into chickens. This focus on imaginative gunplay turned Ratchet and Clank into a mashup between a third-person shooter and a 3D platformer, and this became the signature element that made the series stand out from all the other games in the genre. So, it's not surprising that Rift Apart still carries on that shooter platformer core on the PS5, meaning all of the staples of the Ratchet and Clank series are back and pretty much unchanged. Now, this has led some people to criticize the game of being too old school, and I think this is a perfectly fair criticism. In fact, if you played 2016's Ratchet and Clank remake on PS4, you pretty much know what to expect. 
you'll be running, jumping, smashing crates, collecting bolts, and yes, the arsenal of weapons are back and are as zany as ever, if not a bit derivative of past weapons. But for my part, I might, I, I don't mind it because when it comes to Ratchet and Clank, I think taking an if it ain't broke, don't fix it approach was the right move. Not to say that changing the formula would be a bad thing. There are countless game franchises that have changed things up with great success, but it's very difficult to get it right because the last thing you want to do is compromise what makes a particular game that game. Uh, but that's an entirely different discussion. But despite following the old Ratchet and Clank formula, Rift Apart is Ratchet and Clank perfected. It hits all the right notes at all the right times, but even though there's a lot that remains the same, that doesn't mean the game doesn't have anything new to offer. One of the biggest new additions is for the first time in the series, Insomniac has brought in a new playable protagonist named Rivet. Uh, she is a female Lombax from an alternate dimension, but for you to grasp that bit of information, uh, I kind of need to give you a bit of story context. So, the short version is Ratchet and Clank's main villain, Dr. Nefarious, has stolen the Dimensionator, which is a device that opens portals to other dimensions and worlds. Of course, everything goes wrong, and the device begins to malfunction, opening dimensional rifts everywhere. This causes Clank to be sucked into a different dimension where he meets Rivet, Ratchet's female counterpart, and the two set out to find Ratchet and fix the mixed-up dimensions. Now... One could easily accuse Insomniac of creating Rivet for the sake of inclusion, but regardless of their motives, Rivet is a delightful addition to the cast, and I really like her. She's charming, well-written, and she fits right into the world perfectly. Regretfully, she doesn't bring anything new to the table gameplay-wise. Uh, she basically plays identically to Ratchet, but there is a new gameplay element added to the game in the form of mini-dimensional rifts that are scattered around the combat zones. These mini-rifts appear after the Dimensionator went bonkers, but these mini-rifts mini can be grappled onto... Uh, well, basically, you can grapple onto them, and this allows Ratchet or Rivet to pull the rift to them transporting you to the location where that rift is sitting. They also use these rifts in some platforming challenges as well. It's a really cool effect, but in truth, the rifts act more like a different kind of grappling hook you can use to warp around the battleground super fast when you're in a pickle. Now, if I'm being honest, it doesn't feel that necessary. So... It's not a unique mechanic crucial to the game. The real reason for the inclusion of these mini rifts is to showcase how lightning fast the PS5's internal SSD is. And since we're on the subject of hardware, it's very clear that Rift Apart takes full advantage of the extra horsepower that the PS5 brings to the table. And what's crazy is Insomniac says they're just cracking the surface of what the PS5 can do. But we also need to keep in mind that they are a PlayStation-owned studio now, so there is that. I do tend to give them the benefit of the doubt, though, because even third-party studios are saying the same thing. So if that's true, then we're in for some incredibly stunning games in the near future. But yeah, graphically, Rift Apart is just simply beautiful to behold. And 
the game gives you three different picture modes for you to decide on how you'd like to experience those graphics. Uh, the default setting is fidelity mode, which gives you 4K resolution at a locked 30 frames per second with ray tracing on. Then you have performance RT, which is a low resolution mode locked at 60 frames per second with ray tracing. Then there's a straight up performance mode that locks everything at 60 frames per second at 4K without ray tracing. Uh, but no matter what mode you choose, the game looks and plays great. But for me, I'm a frames per second kind of guy, so I chose Performance RT, which is the mode that I personally recommend because it's a middle ground between smoothness of gameplay and graphic quality. Plus, having ray tracing on really does make this game pop. Now, since I finished the game, there has been an update that adds another performance mode that enables 4K at 40 frames per second. I have not tried it. I tried it out myself, but from what the really smart technical people out there are saying, this is actually a very important development for future PS5 games. I haven't been able to wrap my head around why, but I'm just going to take their word for it because they're way smarter than me. But it doesn't really matter which visual mode you choose. The game simply looks great down to every little detail. Everything from reflections on hard surfaces to the light dissipating through Ratchet's fur, it all just wows you in how detailed the graphics are. I think I spent almost 20 minutes staring at the wool of a sheep because of how good it looked. And all of this ran pretty much without a hitch. I did run into a few graphical bugs, but I think this was more of an issue with the game engine than anything related to the PS5 hardware itself. In fact, now that I think about it, I didn't hear the PS5's cooling fan rev up the entire time I played the game, which is saying something because this game can get really busy visually. The amount of particles and objects that can be on the screen or in the world at one time can get pretty overwhelming at times, and the PS5 just takes it in stride. It's really impressive. So it really does look like the days of jet engine <laughs> consoles might be behind us, but We'll see, because if they, like I said, if they're really just cracking the surface of these con of these consoles' capabilities, then well, we'll just see. <laughs> but I think the biggest enhancement really is the PS5's SSD. Sony and Xbox both have touted how games would change with faster data transfer rates, and Rift Apart is the perfect example of how the PS5's extra speed can benefit gameplay. Load times are nearly non-existent, and I've already become kind of spoiled by it, but it also added an unexpected quality of life improvement that I didn't notice until I was working toward the Platinum Trophy. So, all you trophy hunters out there will probably identify with me on this one. We all know how te tedious it can be tracking down missed collectibles in order to polish off that trophy list. It doesn't matter if you're using a guide or trying to find them on your own. We all know the pain of backtracking through a game just to clean up all the collectibles you've missed. Whether you're popping from one planet to another or using fast travel nodes on a world map, it all amounts to sitting around through multiple load screens as we wait for the next level slash world to load in. But on the PS5, 
Those load times are mere seconds now, which is going to make hunting trophies so much of a better experience. And I, I, I don't care what people say. PlayStation trophies are real, even though they are not. Change my mind. Okay, so graphics and gameplay aside, why do I love this game? Well, if I'm being honest, it mostly boils down to nostalgia. I've followed the Ratchet and Clank series ever since it first released on PlayStation 2, and when I booted up Rift Apart for the first time, I couldn't wipe the stupid grin off my face. To see this universe so fully realized just filled me with so much joy, I could barely contain myself. But setting my fandom aside, this is genuinely a good game. Yes, it follows an old school formula, and it does feel kind of backwards in some parts, but that formula is still really fun today. But most importantly, it doesn't feel old. Rift Apart feels great to play. It controls and acts just like you'd expect any modern game would. So that's something you don't need to worry about. And it's hard not to feel the difference when when you're using the DualSense controller, which I'm convinced now is the best PlayStation, PlayStation controller ever. Unfortunately, Rift Apart doesn't do anything super special with the DualSense, but this is the second game I've played where the adaptive triggers on the DualSense are programmed to mimic the feel of the extra click on the GameCube, GameCube analog triggers. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this used in a lot of first-party PlayStation games going forward. It really does add in a lot of good functionality. Also, the story in this game is pretty good too. It's not overly complex or have anything profound to say, but the writing and performances in this game are on par with any animated film out there today. Some might complain that it's too kiddy, but the series has always skewed toward a younger audience with some subtle nods to more grown-up humor. Think Wallace and Gromit or Pinky and the Brain and you'll have the idea. Now, those are my thoughts on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but I guess the real question is, should you play this game? I'd say if you're an old school Ratchet and Clank fan like me, then this is a no-brainer. Yes, you should play this game, especially if you really like the 2016 Ratchet and Clank remake. But if this is your first Ratchet and Clank game, period, I can't ignore, I just can't ignore one issue that makes this recommendation a bit complicated. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is one of the many next-gen games with a next-gen price tag, meaning this game retails for $69.99. So $69.99. So the question becomes, does Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart feel like it's worth that extra $10? Trying not to get into the whole debate of what justifies the price tag of any given game, I'd have to say... Maybe. I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, and that's because it is, but I honestly feel like if I had bought Rift Apart on sale for $59.99 rather than the $69.99, I would feel like I had gotten a really good deal. Now, only you can determine if a game is worth what you pay for it, so I'm speaking only for myself here when I say that I genuinely feel like I've gotten that $70 worth of play out of this game. So that's my take on it. But 
Taking the cost out of the equation, I'd say Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is, well, well, it's well worth giving a shot. Don't worry about previous games in the series. There's no overarching plot line stringing all of the games together. There are recurring characters from past games, but you really don't need to know them to enjoy this game because they're, they're really hardly in it at all. But if you need to know, there's an in-game glossary in the pause menu detailing all the characters you encounter, even some that you don't encounter. But really, the bottom line is, if you have a PlayStation 5 and are on the fence uh, on whether you should pick up Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart or not, it's a really great game, and I don't think you'll regret plopping down the money for it. So, yeah, and yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. Hopefully this was helpful to you in some way, or at the very least informative. Uh, I don't know when the next episode will be coming out, but I'm hoping to do more sooner rather than later. But regardless, thank you for listening. As always, my name is James, and this has been the Yellow Gaming Podcast. Signing out. Signing out.